Hi, Pastor Mike Douglas here with Mike's Minute or two or three or four today. We're in the weeks in the aftermath of the general election. Here are some facts about upcoming deadlines. The actual certifications of the presidential election results from each state will conclude on December 11 with California's input because California is the last state in the union to report its results on December 11. That's right, those of us in California, we're the last state to report in. Then the electors of the Electoral College meet on December 14 to cast their votes, and those results are then sent from their respective states to the National Archives and the President of the U.S. Senate. Bottom line, Congress meets on January 6 to make the final decision on who won. And then on January 20, the elected president and vice president are sworn into office. Now, in normal years, there are pretty obvious winners and obvious losers. The latter offer concession speeches, and the rest of the process makes it legal. But there are rarely mysteries involved. Well, this year is different, as you may have noticed, unless you are stranded in Antarctica somewhere and are blessed with no technology to keep up with current events. Now, being that the rest of us are not stranded in Antarctica with no technology to keep up with current events, some of us may wish we were that guy in Antarctica, depending upon our tolerance for nonstop screaming headlines. Which brings me to the point of Mike's Minute or two today. For those of us who are people of faith, I've noticed some trends lately. And in keeping with my resolve not to tell people what they should do, A, because many won't care anyway, and B, it's not my job. In keeping with that principle, I simply offer some reminders for me, and for you if you wish, to consider in the midst of this election chaos. One... People are watching us to see if our social media posts, our conversations, and our actions match up and are consistent with what we say we believe in. Short version, do we practice what we preach? Do we walk our talk? That alone speaks volumes to the world about who God is and if indeed we try to reflect his character. Number two. All of that also means God allows us to have differences of opinion on things. Remember, Paul and Barnabas differed on their opinions of John Mark, and more than one of the prophets of old argued with God himself and expressed their opposing viewpoints. Number three, point being, not all believers think alike on all of the issues, although we tend to agree on some core beliefs which bind us together. Number four, God alone is the accurate and perfectly just judge of other people's commitment to him. We are not that judge. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 reads, So don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns, for he will bring our darkest secrets to light and will reveal our private motives. Then God will give to each one whatever praise is due. Number five. I believe it's important to be passionate about what we believe in, even our political viewpoints, but in that passion to treat others with grace. And I mean those who disagree with us, even about elections, to treat them with grace in the same spirit that God treats us with grace and the mercy we really don't deserve. And finally, number six, 
The Apostle Paul gave us a warning over 2,000 years ago, and whether or not you like the paraphrases of Eugene Peterson, here's his take on Galatians 5, 14-15. Now hang on, I'll quote a more traditional translation in just a moment, but here's, uh, here's the view from the message. For everything we know about God's Word is summed up in a single sentence, love others as you love yourself, parenthetically, even during elections. Back to the verse. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out. In no time at all, you will be annihilating each other, and where will your precious freedom be then? Hmm... Here's another version for those who don't like the version I just quoted. This is from the New American Standard Bible, Galatians 5, 14 to 15. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Hmm. And a double hmm again. How are you and I doing with that? For Mike's Minute or two, I'm Mike Douglas.